Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we will be discussing John chapter 2 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. Alright, so the news that I have today, um, after that really sad news that we had a few weeks ago about Diana Riggs, um, unfortunately passing away, some things have come out about how she was around the set, and it's Absolutely hilarious. I'm so excited Um, for this So this one is from Cinema Blend. um, And they say that um, Diana Rigg hilariously stormed off set in the slowest way possible. And that's what they (laughs) named this article. Um, So basically, as we know, Diana Riggs played Olena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Um, And apparently how she acted on set as Olena is actually kind of how she acted in real life, according to what they say here. Um, So if anyone's seen the show, there's a scene where she goes, oh, do shut up, let the grown men speak. So that whole scene, um, or grown women speak, excuse me, that whole scene when they're talking about that, um, according to them, when Elena, because she's such a professional actor, when she would walk on, she'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. And it didn't matter what was going on. The cameras had to be rolling because she was in character ready to go. Like, it didn't matter if the set was set up. Right. It didn't matter <laughs> what was going on. It's like, we're rolling now. Yeah. So if you're not ready, then too bad. So you have to be ready when she's ready. It's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> so a quote from the article says, she walked onto the set and she went, I'm ready now. A cameraman came over and went, well, okay, but we haven't finished setting up. She interrupted him and said, roll the cameras. And she just started doing her lines. Uh, she did two takes, and then the guy came over and was like, great, now we're going to do a close-up. And she stood up and went, I'm done. Now, <laughs> she can't walk very well um, or that fast, so she actually had to be helped. So basically, we just sat there and watched Diana Rigg effectively do her, her own version of a storming off the set. But it was at about 0.1 miles per hour. Oh she gosh. cracked me up. I loved her. She must have been, like, a force to be reckoned with on set. Oh, I yeah. imagine. I mean, she's got all that history of being a great actress, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so the Martin message for this week, it's not a super long one. Um, so I think a couple episodes ago was Martin's birthday, and I told you guys that he received a wolf from his wife, like a sculpture or something. Um, so this week he posted a picture of it, and it's actually really cool. It looks like like almost like a wood carving of it and it's like 3d and in his blog post he said it was made by an artist called jim epler and he also apparently has a whole set of ravens from the same artist Mm -hmm. um that's cool yeah i'll post a picture for you guys it looks pretty cool that does sound pretty cool Mm -hmm. um all right so then our answers that we got from some of you guys for the first question, um, it was, what was your fa- what is your favorite breakfast? Um, my Aunt Mireya said, avocado toast with eggs, bacon, microgreens, and tomatoes. Would never turn down something sweet on the side. I love avocado toast. Ooh, that does sound good, mm-hmm. actually. Um, Leslie said chicken and waffles. That fits very well with Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever had chicken and waffles. But I that either. was like a, there was a place in Arizona. It's pretty well, tasty. Well, it's still there, but I just never went. And I don't remember what it, Lolo's chicken and waffles, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember. I've never, I never had went. chicken and waffles. Um, Emily said waffles, hands down. I love, I like waffles. Yeah. Um, Cece said pancakes with potatoes and bacon. Uh, potatoes. Oh my God. The breakfast potatoes. Mm. Yeah. 
I love breakfast mm, potatoes. I love, back- I love breakfast. 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 <laughs> I almost did say I love breakfast. Um, and then Hannah said French toast, eggs, bacon, no question. Yep. Yep. French toast. That's yeah. my favorite. Um, the second question was, has a member of your family, not your parent, ever slapped you? Um, Mireya said, my sister, and I bet my grandma had a couple of times, too. <laughs> and my sister, yeah. <laughs> um, Leslie said, my aunt slapped my ear because I called her out for stealing my bra. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> okay. Um, Emily said, Liv, don't lie. We slapped each other. We like to replay a scene from one of our favorite movies, <laughs> Ever After, where the stepsisters fought. I think we used that as an excuse just to beat each other up. All right, listen. Uh, I thought we were talking about, like, like when we got in trouble for something. So, but yes. Fair enough. We would act out this scene and pretend like we were slapping each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cece said, nope, they knew not to lay a hand on me, lol. Even as a child, they knew not to try it. We all, we don't try, Cece. I've told you stories. (laughs) Um, Hannah said, I specifically remember Jacob, your guys' brother, slapping me, but I'm also pretty sure all the siblings have slapped each other at one point or another. That's kind of, it's a very sibling thing thing to do. Yeah. All right. And then the third question, it it was, um, if you could stay up all night reading, what book would you choose? Um, Mireya said, Genius Life by Max Lugaver, Lugaver. Lugavere? Sure. Lugavere. There you go. Um, Leslie said The Wedding. Never read it. Not me either. Um, Emily said Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) She loves that that book. Um, Cece um, said Any of the Twilight books. Going through that phase again. Yeah, well. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. It happens every couple years. Um, Anyway... Hannah said, Percy Jackson all the way. It's my favorite book series of all time. I absolutely love it. Side note, if you've seen the movie and haven't read the books, you have no idea what Percy Jackson really is, but I could run about that indefinitely, so I won't get into that right now. (laughs) Me and Hannah have had countless conversations about this because the movies absolutely ruin those books, and we both love that series. I've I've heard. It's so good. Well, thanks for your answers, y'all. All right. Um, so last episode, we were with Tyrion in Winterfell as he woke up in the library after reading all night. Um, he gives Joffrey a couple little love t- love taps <laughs> and then heads down to have breakfast with his family. Um, they discuss Bran and if he'll ever wake up again and how Tyrion wants to visit the Wall so he can piss off the edge of the world. Yeah. I love that. That's a great line. Yeah. That is a great line. <laughs> and he says it, like, quite a few times. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so this episode's a little bit more serious. Uh, John is saying his goodbyes through the halls of Winterfell. Um, he sees Bran, Catelyn, Rob, and an extra special Arya, who he has something very special for. Yay. All right, so for tonight's wine, I didn't actually pick this. Um, my dear friend Olivia did. Um, it's chocolate cherry dessert from Gra- Gravity Winery in South Haven. You guys, this wine <laughs> has changed my life. She's been texting me, I think, for the past two weeks about how badly she wants me to try it, and we're finally doing it. I'm so, so excited. ASMR. It sounds just really sweet. The name of it? It tastes like a <laughs> raspberry sweet. Tootsie Pop. So it says it's a chocolate wine, but it comes out as a red. Oh my. That is very sweet. Very sweet. 
when and Chris, when you just like said that. it sounds like it's very sweet, I thought you were oh. saying that like how oh, it came, no, no, how not, it poured. I was like, yeah. Chris, how can you I tell how sweet the wine yeah. is from it being poured? I have this scent. <laughs> no, right. but it's it's amazing, you guys. I'm gonna try it. Sweet. So good. It does taste like a oh wow tootsie pop. Can you taste like the chocolate in it? Yeah, I like it. Doesn't it doesn't come out like a chocolate wine. It comes out red. But um, the person at the winery when I went there with my mom and my sisters said there's actually chocolate in it, which mm, is really cool. I can taste that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's dive in. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Ready to rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God. Sorry. Just go. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so the day has finally come when John leaves for the wall. And he is going around Winterfell saying his goodbyes. He is walking the grounds with Ghost and reminiscing about his time spent here. And he starts to kind of get emotional. Um, first stop is he enters Bran's room and he sees Lady Stark by his bed. Now, she has been in there the whole time that um, Bran has been sick. So it's been almost two weeks and she has not left once. She eats there. She sleeps there. She uses the bathroom there. Um, in the book, it said there's a hard bed that was moved into Bran's room so that she could sleep in it. She has all of her meals brought there, and then her chamber pots are also emptied there. Um, every so she's day, not even leaving for the bathroom? No. Like, that's... She doesn't leave. She won't even leave to go to the bathroom? No. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, not really crazy, because I have to say I'd probably be the same way, right. but... Still. But she yeah. doesn't get out for fresh air. Nothing. So she's got to be kind of going crazy in there. She's a mom. Yeah. She's a mom. Yep. Uh, it says in the book that she's been feeding Bran honey, a honey, water, and herb mixture to make him stay alive since he can't eat in a comatose state. Um, and since she has been in there for the two weeks that Bran has been sick, John has stayed away and has not visited Bran since the accident because he knows that his presence will upset Catelyn. Which is, like, heartbreaking to me because, like, being an older brother, you want to go visit. Yeah, absolutely. When your yeah. younger sibling is hurting and sick, you know, want to be there for them. Um, he was kind of standing in the doorway, hesitant to come in the room, but he just had to say goodbye. And in the book, it says there was no more time left. Um, he stands there for a minute, not saying anything because he's afraid to speak because of Lady Catelyn. And then finally, Catelyn sees him and goes, what are you doing here? Kind of in a nasty yeah. tone. <laughs> I'm sure that he's she, he's the last person she wants to see right now. Um, John goes, I came to see Bran to say goodbye. Um, John notes that it looks like Catelyn has aged about 20 years. Her auburn hair was dull and tangled. Um, probably from being in the same room for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, Catelyn says, you have said it. Now go. I don't want you here. John said that at one point this would have made him sad. Now it's just making him angry because this is the last time he will ever get to see his brother, at least for a long time. And he is John's brother and he deserves to say goodbye and see yeah. him off and stuff. I mean, like, put the swords away for a second. Right. Maybe. I feel like Catelyn yeah. could have been a little understanding at this point. Yep. You know? Definitely. And then Catelyn threatens to call the guards to take him away, but John is just like, whatever, you can't stop me right now. I'm saying goodbye to him. You're not going to see me for a while. Do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. So he approaches Bran's, Bran's bed, um, and he sees for the first time how Bran looks. Um, so in the book on page 94, 
It says, she was holding one of his hands. It looked like a claw. This was not the brand he remembered. The flesh had all gone from him. From him, His skin stretched right over bones like sticks. Under the blanket, his legs bent in ways that made John sick. His eyes were sunken deep into black pits, open, but they saw nothing. The fall had shrunken him somehow. He looked half a leaf, as if the first strong wind would carry him off to his grave. And then he describes that his breasts are as shallow are shallow under his shattered ribs. Mm-hmm. That is just devastating. Shattered yeah. ribs. That's, like that's also super painful. So poor Bran. Yeah. Like the part was, that got me was the legs. I know. I think that when he's like, "Oh, they're contorted in a way that make me sick." Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's, that's messed like up. that's like saying right there, his legs are broken. Yeah. You know. That's an understatement. An understatement. <laughs> they are destroyed. Yeah. But if you think about it, this is sad. Like. Before this accident, he was a healthy, strong boy, climbing the castles in Winterfell, having the time of his life. Completely normal. Completely normal. And now he is bedridden. He is half the weight he used to be. It sounds like he's like almost in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's not responding to anyone. They said his eyes were like black pits. So. Yes. But he's not seeing anything. The line, his eyes were sunken deep into black pits. That's like like a harrowing. Well, I'm guessing he's Picture. also yes. kind of starving to death. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just because all he's honey eating and is water, herbs, water, and honey. Yeah, yeah. that's so, it for two weeks. You know, that's all he can eat. Yes. So well, eat is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, John, at the sight of him, starts crying, and he apologizes over and over for not coming sooner. Mm-hmm. And then he's begging at this point, Brand, don't die, please. We're all waiting for you to wake up. So then he kisses Bran and turns to leave. Um, yeah. So, as he kind of starts to leave, Kat starts speaking, but John kind of says that she's not even really talking to him. It's almost like as if he's not even in the room. But she's saying, I wanted him to stay here with me. I prayed for it. He was my special boy. I went to the sept and prayed seven times to the seven faces of God that Ned would change his mind and leave him here with me. Sometimes prayers are answered, which that's... It's a little dark. It's a little dark. The yeah. whole sometimes prayers are answered. Like, I mean, yes, this is going to keep he him there. He gets to stay with me, but he's literally messed in up. a coma. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. messed up. Um, so John kind of, like, doesn't really know what to say, but he tries to give her something, some sort of reply, and he tells her it wasn't her fault. Um, and since we've already kind of seen her nasty snap back at him... She does it again, and she goes, I need none of your absolution, bastard. Mm. I mean, he probably shouldn't have said it wasn't your fault. Yeah. Just because it Kevin. obviously wasn't her fault. But... Well, and plus he even says, like, she's not really talking to him. Yeah. yeah. She's just kind of talking. She's saying what's on her mind. Yeah. 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 Um, she's in the mood to talk. But... Yeah. You know, it was just sad that John was still trying to be polite despite everything, and... She still just wasn't having it. He just wanted to say goodbye to his brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, John gives Bran's hand one last squeeze and finally, again, turns to leave the room. But Catelyn calls after him and tells him that it should have been him. Mm. Um, she then turns back to Bran and John kind of notices that her body is shaking with sobs and that he's never seen her cry before. Wow. Which... Hmm. Yeah, that is a statement. It should have been you. That yeah, that is that was horrible. That like hits. But then at the same time, I know this is to play not to play devil's advocate, but kind of point something out. Like she says, 
He says she's never seen her cry before, so I almost wonder if, like, him finally seeing her break down and sob like that, I'm wondering if he's almost like, okay, she was nasty to me because... You know what I mean? Like, there's like in, a, yeah, so she's been in this room for... Yeah, there's like an excuse. Her yeah. her favorite kid. Favorite kid. Whatever. I'm not supposed to have favorite kids. I will. I know. Everyone knows that. But you know that she, he's her yeah, favorite. So I mean, there's an excuse. Just said he was my special boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after a long walk down to the yard, um, John kind of walks into this frenzy of wagons being loaded, men shouting, and horses being harnessed and saddled. And Rob is in the middle of all of it, shouting commands, and he has Grey Wind at his side. Um, John even kind of says, kind of thinks to himself that Rob seems to have grown up after Grand's accident and um, his mother kind of having the breakdown. Kind of, yeah, I guess I, I think he meant, he wants, he tried to grow into the position of Lord of Winterfell since, you know, mm-hmm. the parents were... Mm-hmm. dealing with Bran. So mm-hmm. he was just kind of stepping up and mm-hmm. I that's I think that's a good thing. Um Rob kind of tells John that their uncle Benjamin has been looking for them for him and that he wanted to leave an hour ago. So John seems to be <laughs> holding holding the travel up. Mm-hmm. Um he's got to say goodbye to. Yeah, John just kind of says, "Yeah, I know, but um I'll leave soon, but the leaving leaving is harder than I thought it was going to be." Um, Rob then agrees with that and asks if John went to see Bran. John is like, yeah, kind of nods, but doesn't really say anything because he doesn't trust himself to speak. Um, I made a little note kind of like, why doesn't he trust himself to speak? I wonder if it's either wanting to tell Rob how things went with his mom or that he's afraid he'll, like, he'll just break down. Or maybe I was thinking it's like he doesn't want to talk bad about Catelyn mm-hmm. to Rob yeah. since that is Rob's mom. Yeah. And he doesn't want to speak illy of her right now, especially with everything she's going through with her son. Yeah. My so theory is that he doesn't trust himself to speak because he thinks, like he was describing how Bran looked. Mm-hmm. And I think he doesn't trust himself to speak as if he's going to say he's going to die or he doesn't look good or, you know, say something to Rob that's going to make Rob really upset. But do you think Rob has, do you think Rob has seen Bran though? I'm sure he has, but I'm I'm saying like, if, I mean, if you've ever had a loved one in the hospital, which you all have, Mm -hmm. and you go to tell somebody else and they go, how are they? Yeah. You want to be positive, right? Even if you don't feel like it's positive. So I feel like that's what he doesn't trust himself to speak is he'd be, he doesn't want to be like, well, his eyes are like black sunken holes and, oh God. you know, his legs are all contorted, but he's doing fine. He's you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, he's probably, he doesn't trust himself to not yeah. be truthful. Yeah, that's true. That um, yeah, so after that, Rob just looks at him and says, he's not going to die. I know it. Um, and John agrees and then says that the Starks are hard to kill. And <laughs> he says it in a very tired voice as the visit to Bran had actually taken all the strength from him. Yeah, probably was a lot for him to handle. Yeah, right before he leaves. Yep. Yeah, for real. Um, Rob kind of sees that something is wrong and starts to act how his mother was during the visit, but John kind of cuts him off and hesitantly says she was very kind. Hesitantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, this kind of comes as a relief to, Ro- to Rob, so he smiles and begins to just kind of move the conversation along and is talking about how... The next time he sees John, he'll be in all black. Um, and John says that black has always been his color. 
I feel you, brother. Heck yeah. Um, and after this, they kind of, they give each other a hug goodbye, and John tells Bran, John tells Rob to take care of Bran. Excuse me. <laughs> um, John has one more farewell to make, so Rob says he will cover for him to Uncle Benjamin. And John then walks down to the armory to pick up a package and then takes the covered bridge across to the keep, where he then finds Arya in her room, packing a polished ironwood chest that's actually bigger than she was. Wow. Which I think is funny. Yeah. Um, She's a widow. Yeah. And (laughs) Nymeria is there helping her. So all Arya had to do was point and the wolf would then bound across the room and snatch up some wisp of silk and then bring it back to her. Which I think is kind of cool. I think it's safe to say at this point that Nymeria is one of the best trained ones. Yeah. Agreed. That I'm seeing Hey, if my dog could do that every time I was packing to go out of town. I would love that. Are you kidding me? She won't even even go sit on the couch. (laughs) Not really... Yeah. Um, but so as John's walking in and seeing that scene, um, Nymeria smells ghost and sits down and lets out a yelp to kind of mm-hmm. let, I don't know if it would be like to say hi or like to let Arya know that somebody was there, but either way, I think it's kind of cute. Yes. Um, Arya jumps to her feet and when she sees John, she throws her skinny arms around her neck, around his neck. That's so cute. And she kind of starts to tell him about how she was afraid that, like, he was already gone because they wouldn't let her out to say goodbye, which that's the same kind of thing with him being afraid to go see Bran because of Catelyn. He just wants to say goodbye to his brother. You're not going to let Arya out to say bye to her brother? (laughs) That's just messed up to me. That's a really good comparison, though. Like, they're both kind of being yeah. treated the same. It's just, that's messed Like, why? And why they, they both are the ones like that? that feel like outsiders, mm-hmm. and they have this special connection. Yep. Yep. Um, so, John is kind of amused by that and asks her what she did now. Because he's assuming that like, she, wasn't, yeah, she wasn't let out because she got in trouble for something. Um, Arya makes a face at him and tells him that she didn't do anything. All she did was get all packed, and then Septimordain came in and tell her that she had to do it all over because a proper South... Southron? Hmm? Sure. Southron? I sure. don't know how to say it. Yep. Southron lady doesn't <laughs> just throw her clothes inside of a chest like old rags. <laughs> <laughs> and Arius quickly is like, it doesn't really matter because they're going to get messed up anyway. Yeah. So not quite sure why Septimordain even cares. You know... That is my attitude. That's yeah. Why do I have to fold my clothes if they're going to get messed up anyway? Yes. Agreed. You pack all your stuff on one side of the suitcase and then tip it up. And yes. It all falls yes. to yes. falls anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, so, John says, uh, quickly says that he has a present for her. Um, and so, Arya immediately knows that it's like a secret present. So... She puts Nymeria outside and closes the door, and Nymeria stands watch, which I think is hilarious. I can just imagine this, like, young wolf just sitting there, like, at the edge of the door, just looking back <laughs> and forth, like, okay, I'm... I got this. you. <laughs> um, so then John hands her a sword, um, and it's described that it has a gray um, handhold and a sharp and small blade. Um, and John warns her that this isn't a toy, and it's sharp enough to shave with. Dang. Um, and then Arya quickly comes back, which I think is great. Clearly she has some problems with Septim Ordain. Um, she says, women don't shave, but some should. Because have you seen Septim Ordain's legs? <laughs> Literally says that in the book. It's just great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a burn. Burn. Um, 
And John quickly comes and says, uh, you know, these, they use these swords in the free cities and it requires not a brute strength, but more of a speed. And you can poke a lot of holes in somebody if you have a lot of speed, but you can't chop off somebody's head with it. It's a poke, not a... And Arya comments that she can be fast, so... She's little. She's little. <laughs> so, John tells her to actually hide it from Septimordain because it'll get taken away, um... And his first lesson for her is make sure to stick them with the pointy end. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> this whole time, John is just, like, messing with her. Yeah. That's what I love about this whole thing. And, like, she, like, smacks him on the arm with it. Uh, you and, know. And they even describe it as, like, it hurt, but it was funny. I just love their relationship. Yeah, it's just great. It is so good. But then John kind of gives her some words of advice here. And he's like... Because she's like, who am I going to train with? And he's like, you're going to find someone. And you need to train. You need to make yourself strong. You need to learn how to ride. You need to learn how people fight. Just do that. Go. Don't be like your sister. Right. Basically. Um, And then the big thing that they say is, and the most important thing, and both of them say it together, is don't tell Sansa. Which I think is really funny and kind of like shows their relationship. Yeah. Um, and then John says that he's going to miss her and they hug and kiss goodbye. Um, and before he leaves, John says, oh yeah, one more thing. Um, all the best swords have names. And Arya says, oh, like ice? And John comments that this sword is named after Arya's favorite thing. And then they together go, needle. Which is kind of like a sarcastic It's sarcastic, but it's kind of cute because she has like this super thin, sharp sword that's fitted for her because we looked it up online it was you said it was 30 inches or something it's like okay so i i couldn't find any like specs on needle but the replica that they make from the show is 30 and a half inches which is i I mean mean, yeah that's pretty long i guess because that's over over two feet it's like two and a half feet it's It's just over two and a half so that's i guess that's long but i think i think if you're Thinking about ice, right? Yeah. Ice was like what six foot, six foot, and it's big enough to be your hands across. And that's what I was just across. thinking is yeah. that when you're watching the show, I mean, just the comparison when she's practicing with it, like, yeah, I mean, you can just tell it's very obvious. I was actually yeah. gonna comment about the name because um, I know we haven't gotten to our book and show comparisons yet. But um, in the show, she says, um, he says, the all swords have a name. And she kind of goes, she sp- you see her think about it for a second. And then she goes, well, Sansa can keep her sewing needles. Mm-hmm. I have a needle of my own. Mm-hmm. So they did yeah. it a little, bit different. a little bit different. So I yeah. thought it was cute that she kind of made it. I mean, they still make it into the whole yeah. stitch needle. work stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I thought that was cute. I, think, <laughs> I love how they do it in the, in the book, though, too, because it's like yeah. a play on, like, she actually hates needlework. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> yeah. And then I also wanted to say about it, I was reading an article about needle and it said it wasn't like a, like a cutting night. No, you already, a, you already yeah. commented on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's stabbing. It's a poking. It's like a poking you thing. poke them. It's I not think like of it cutting. as like, uh, what is that sport where people... Uh, fencing. 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 It's like a fencing sword. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't bend. It's just actually yeah. sharp and hard. <laughs> and what kind metal. of, um, in the book, it said it was made with some kind of metal. It's just, I think um, it's, another... it's Castle Forge steel. Castle yeah. Forge steel. That's what So is saying. that like, I know it's not as strong as Valyrian, but it's is it like just strong? Yeah, I imagine okay. it's strong. I mean, it's forged steel. Right. Yeah. So that would be pretty strong. I was just curious. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so then to wrap up, John leaves, and it's kind of fun. I like the way that they ended this chapter. It's kind of cute. I don't know, it's really nice. Um, but it says that he remembers Arya's laughing from that moment, and it keeps him warm as he rides north. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really a great send off and yeah. just kind of cute. Yeah, it's a good way to end the chapter. Yeah. So, anyways, we have some discussion questions for you guys. So the first question is, what would you name your sword? Ugh. I don't know. Well, after looking up like the sword names in the show, I'd probably go along like, what was the sword in like uh, Lord of the Rings? What was that one? Sting. Sting. See, that's a cool name. That is a cool name. Or like, I mean, in the show, Heart's Bane. That mm-hmm. one's pretty sweet. I like. I don't um, like Brienne's. Widow's Whale. I like Brienne's Oathkeeper. Oathkeeper, mm-hmm. yeah, or Widow's Whale. Mm-hmm. We're not uh, gonna get into why they're named that yet. No, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think if I this is just off the top of my head, um, I think I'd name mine like Man Eater. <laughs> Man Eater, see, that's a good one too. Yeah. If you looked up like the names of the Valerian seal swords, that the other names, like the names that the Targaryens mm-hmm. supposedly had, were like really cool names. Hmm. I don't remember what they were off the top of my head, but they yeah. were really awesome names, and they all like disappeared. Man, uh, <laughs> can I don't you come know. Up with one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's kind of hard. It is. I don't know. Can I just say like Simba? <laughs> So lame. I almost went with just like ice, just like Ned. Yeah. That is, yeah, but I didn't want to like copy fire. someone. Ooh, uh, fire. Fire. So then it's ice and fire. Oh my oh, god. Man. <laughs> just like the book series. Oh man. Um, and it's a tale. It's a so song. Chris, what did you say yours was going to be? Oh, Sting. Sting? From, You're going to copy Lord of the Rings? I'm going to copy Lord of the oh, Rings. Man. I hope it glows blue too. There's no orcs in <laughs> Game of Thrones, Christopher. <laughs> Um, so the second question is, what is your least favorite chore? I know exactly which is my least favorite chore. Go. Um, mine is cleaning my gecko's cage because it takes half a day and I have to make bleach water and scrub every individual little item that is in his cage every week. Yeah, you were telling me the process. It just... It's not uh, so fun. Well, me and Olivia actually have opposite worst, yeah, so least favorite chores, and we work this out in our household here. We have. So my least favorite is laundry. And my least favorite is dishes. So I actually enjoy doing dishes, so I do the dishes in the house. And I'll do the laundry. Yep. And that's how we've worked it out. And I help with both. You do. And you do help with both. <laughs> when you so, yeah. So, um... The last question is, if you're leaving your current city tonight, who's the first person you would say goodbye to? Gabby. Olivia. That'd be either of you, but I'm guessing I would be leaving with Olivia, so then Gabby. Aww. So then that would be... Oh, my heart just grew a couple. No, Brad. Hey, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) My heart just grew a couple sizes (laughs) today. (laughs) Okay. And did you say in Brad? Yeah, he said no. Brad. Brad. Just Brad. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Listen here. Just throw that one in I am Brad, just many female form. Fair enough. (laughs) That's true. All right. Guys, if you didn't know, we are on Apple Podcasts. We need you to subscribe and like and review us. What are we on? We're on Apple Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Okay, thank you. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We are now on Spotify. We're on Spotify? We're on Spotify. We just got approved today. So So you guys have... student deals. Yeah. Yeah. And you you guys have no excuses not to listen to us. Yes. 
So we are so accessible. Technically, Get you're listening it. right now. Yeah. And so we're on YouTube. You so go listen. And you made it to the end of the episode. <laughs> if you made it to so the end of this episode, I'm not hounding I'm not you. Actually, talking but if crap you, to you. If you could. <laughs> Get your friends. Get your yes. friends to be on. Share us. it with them, please. Um, we are also on Facebook at Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Game of Wines 1. We're on YouTube and we're on Podbean. So make sure you guys go like, subscribe, comment, share, whatever with all your friends and family. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next week, we will be discussing the second Daenerys chapter. So make sure you read that chapter before next episode. And thanks for listening.